I don't deserve this. I did not kill Catherine. Oh, shh. I know. But you do deserve this. Welcome to Storybroke! Miserably ever after. I'm still f***able, according to my YouTube ads. Mads! <laughs> and I was not expecting that. Elaine! Okay, just to explain. Um, so I have been blocking getting the same two ads I've been getting forever on YouTube. Um, one is for Adobe software, which I already own and use. And the other is for Hunt a Killer, which I are also already own, have a subscription to, and play. So I was like, fine, block these ads. So now uh, YouTube is advertising prep to me so that I can feel safe with multiple uh, partners and not have to worry about uh, HIV transmission. If you don't know about prep, uh, you're probably heterosexual, but you should know about it. Anywho... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I was just like, well, uh, here in the time of COVID, YouTube thinks I am seeing a lot more strange uh, bedroom partners than I am. <laughs> well, good for me you. And, yeah, me and my uh, me and my partner uh, of eleven years and I are really uh, into hand holding. So, Aww. you know, we're saving. We're. Sa- I'm looking forward to us finally getting married because I can finally have my first kiss. Oh, I've been saving that for marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like right now, he just <laughs> face down. So there you go. I'll believe that too. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that's where I'm at right now. How are good. you, Elaine? I, I am. Uh, oh. As of this recording, uh, I am 33 weeks pregnant, um, which means that standing up and sitting down both have their own sound effects. And uh, I bought a yoga ball to sit on instead of the sofa. Hopefully I'll be able to get off of that and not injure myself. Um, we'll see. That has, I, I, the audience may not know that I am a clumsy person. So this should be fun. This is a fun experiment. Also, the baby still needs to flip over. So not a gymnast. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe a boxer. I'm getting punched a lot. Right in the cooch. Bleep <laughs> Fair. <that> too. <laughs> Fair. Okay. So uh, we're starting a little late and I love you, dear listeners. And I had a super great time last week with Corey. Thank you again for coming on the show. Yay. It was fun. I liked it. But Elaine has been texting me and tweeting about this episode since the second she watched it for the first time last week. So I know we need to get into it. Funny story, real quick. Funny story. I watched this episode. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to rant so hard about this episode. And then Pregnancy Brain, three days later, completely forgot that I had watched this episode. Watched the next episode, was confused, and then remembered (laughs) that this episode existed. So since the last time we recorded, I have finished out the season. So um, I... I'm excited for the season finale. I forgot how strong the season finished out. Oh, it does. I remember it having a very good season finale. Like I was um, hooked whenever I watched this live. Yeah. 
like I, I think I immediately started the next season. Um, also, I'm watching Castlevania right now. So um, just to get that out of the way, that's my quarter in the jar for reference, uh, referencing a show about vampires today. I watched Castlevania's season three finale last night with the husband. And, oh, that show is so good. See, we watched the um, the Great Pottery Throwdown season finale last night. And so that, prob- that's our thing. Probably a lot less adult situations and violence than what <gasps> we watched. A whole lot of innuendo in pottery. I saw the I saw that movie about pottery a while back. There was a lot of uh, eroticism in that. You're talking about ghost. You're I'm talking, talking about, about ghost. ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, po- pottery has a few moves that are um, hilariously inappropriate if taken out of context, and it's fun to watch. Real talk, I think that's the last, like, real big, like, outing that husband and I had before the pandemic. Oh, movie spoof. We went to see the Patrick Patrick Swayze Swayze night. Yes. Uh, We saw a Patrick Swayze movie spoof night. Uh, They did Roadhouse. They did Ghosts. They did... Our friends at the family dinner do a monthly movie spoof. And one of our our own improvisers is in that group with them. And uh, they are... Great. They are so much fun. Shout out to the family dinner and also uh, Sarah Michaela, who is amazing. Uh, uh, just, I have such a, I have such a girl crush on her. Who doesn't? Speaking of people that make me have lesbian feelings, we need to talk about Regina. Okay. Well, shall we get into the basic plot? Let's get into it's it. It's a long one today, folks. Here's the basic plot. <laughs> Hang on. Let me, uh, before you start the basic plot, let me just right click this and hit word count no don't do it oh god <laughs> okay 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 no no Sorry. now i'm curious uh but now i don't remember how to do it in google either. uh i'll figure it out okay uh, okay so you ready you ready mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. here's the not so basic plot 815 words in 815 words Once upon a time, a young Regina wanted nothing more than to live her own happily ever after with her one true love, Daniel the Stable Boy. Unfortunately, her social ladder-climbing, magic-using mother, Cora, could only see the higher possibilities. One day during a rendezvous with Daniel, Regina heroically saved a young girl from the back of a runaway horse. The young girl turned out to be Princess Snow White, King Leopold's daughter. Filled with gratitude, the king proposed to Regina, asking her to be his wife and the stepmother to his daughter, who tragically lost her own mother several years ago. Cora accepted on her daughter's behalf. Distraught, Regina begged Daniel to run away with her, only to be discovered by Snow White. Regina explained to Snow White that true love is the most powerful magic of all, it can conquer all things, and made her promise not to tell anyone, especially her mother. Unfortunately, again, Cora's strongest non-magical skill was manipulation. So she was able to use Snow White's grief over losing her own mother to convince her that it'd be in Regina's best interest to confide in her about Regina's love for Daniel. Just as Regina and Daniel were about to run away and start their life together, Cora arrived, convinced them both with those same powers of manipulation that she wanted only what was best for the both of them, lulled them into a false sense of security and murdered Daniel by ripping out his heart and crushing it into dust in front of Regina, freeing her up to become a queen instead of a stable boy's wife. 
During her wedding dress fitting, Snow White told Regina that she knew Cora would let her marry Daniel because how could she deny true love? Upon hearing this, Regina decided to play the long game with Snow White by telling her that the love wasn't real, Daniel ran away, uh, she'll be marrying King Leopold instead and can't wait to be Snow White's stepmother. Having witnessed her daughter's new cold manipulation skills, Cora expressed her pride in her just as Regina realized that Cora had set up the whole runaway horse debacle specifically to get the king to come a-calling. Regina cemented her decision to take her anger and rage out on the most obvious target and the person who caused this heartbreak and pain, a child. A literal child. A literal child. Okay, so, meanwhile in Storybrooke, <clears throat> Hang on. The lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. The lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. Hey! Sorry, I'm being silly. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Storybrooke, a flashback reveals that Regina and Mr. Gold set up the whole plan for Catherine to go missing and for Mary Margaret to take the fall for it, hoping that Snow White would attempt to flee the town and, well, you know what happens when people try to leave town. They're never specific about it, but I'm guessing it's death. In the present, Regina tries to convince Mary Margaret to save the whole town a messy trial and give a confession to the murder, recounting all of the evidence against her. She refuses, only to next be asked by Mr. Gold to give a recorded testimony to the DA in order to let her sweet character shine through, hopefully saving her. Sadly, the DA, who looks astonishing like King George, Prince Charming's fake dad, is a patronizing interrogator and a patronizing prick to boot. He purposely... (laughs) Ah, I see why you didn't want me to do the piece. Uh Uh-huh. Prince Charming's fake dad is a patronizing prick who purposefully pushes Mary (laughs) Margaret to the point of angry sarcasm while under oath about wanting Catherine out of the way so she could be happy, getting the unhinged reaction he and Regina wanted in order to seal her fate with the jury. Emma, still convinced that Regina is behind everything, asks Sydney, who stopped by with a vase of tulips, to find more dirt for her. Seeing she's stuck, August helps Emma get through her detective's block by convincing her to go back to the original investigation to focus on just the beginning to find the answers to the original missing person slash murder investigation. They return to the toll bridge, where Emma finds a broken shard of a shovel, She breaks into Regina's shed and finds the broken shovel that matches the shard and rushes back to the sheriff's office to get a search warrant drawn up. Unfortunately, Regina was somehow a step ahead of her and the broken shovel is gone and replaced by the time she gets there. Regina, in her boastful way, visits Mary Margaret again in jail to gloat about how happy she is that she'll soon never have to see her again. When Mary Margaret breaks down and apologizes for the unknown transgressions against Regina, Regina reveals that she knows Mary Margaret is innocent of this murder. As Mary Margaret is led away in handcuffs, Mr. Gold assures Emma that there's still time for him to work some magic to save her. In her frustration, Emma breaks the vase of tulips, discovering that Sydney had planted a bug in her office. Also, then Ruby finds Catherine alive but looking rough in the alley. So yeah, that's the basic plot. So that's the whole thing. So because of that, we're not going to go scene by scene today. What we're going to do is we're just going to talk about the things that we liked and didn't like about. We're going to start off with the back the backstory part. We mm-hmm. finally know 
what Regina has against Snow White. And it is a totally legitimate. It's not. It's not. It's not at all. It's it's it pisses me off because it's such a weak. It's such a weak, and I can't remember the word, motivation for such yeah. a strong character. I mean, yeah. it, and it also shows, and and this is this. I don't know if you're going to agree with this. It also shows that she made that decision in her own moment of helplessness and weakness because she could not use magic at this point, and so right. she blames the child in my opinion she's blaming the child because the child is an easier target than the real source of her misery her magical mother yeah and uh i mean i think we can safely uh get this out of the way um content warning for uh references to child abuse yes but toxic family members almost immediately we see that regina's mother is abusive Yes. Oh my God. This does not. This does not um, excuse her behavior or no. justify it. But I, I, I feel, I feel safe saying that 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 cycle of abuse is a very real thing. Yes. And seeing a a parental figure or seeing a parent take out their frustrations on a child mm-hmm. through violence and manipulation. Mm-hmm set up an example for her. It is unfortunate to see this happen because Regina, we see her interactions with Snow. And I mean, so they many were so sweet. Earlier, they're so sweet. They're so wholesome. She and was, it really makes me hate Cora even more. It's true. It's, this is, this is set up for us to like, we, the audience understand that the real bad guy here is Cora. Yes. We, the audience, can see that because we can, we are outside of the situation. And like I said, I think a lot of her motivation to blame this entirely on a literal child is from her own feeling of helplessness against her mother. This show has no shortage of bad parents. And with us winding down season one and getting into two and three, you're we're going to really <laughs> get into that Ooh, in a big way. We're going to get into some bad parenthood. But, oh my God. God, like Cora is Cora is a bad parent. She is a bad parent. She started from nothing and she worked her way here. Like we get that backstory a little bit from Daniel whenever uh, Daniel's trying to convince her to tell her mother that they love each other and they want to get married because she'll understand she was a Miller's daughter. Right? So she should right. she should get yeah. it. We also see uh, a young her her father, young Henry, is very handsome, but obviously has also been abused to the point of not being able to save his step in and save his daughter. He's very clearly afraid of his wife. Yes, well, she's um, yeah, she's a magic user, and yeah. uh, the only the only one we've seen. Well, this is our first time seeing the past, and she's not afraid to use it against her family. Yeah, uh, casually. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's, it's really, it, it stressed me out to watch. Yeah. Um, as, as, uh, family violence does, um, Ooh. or should, uh, I think it, it, it definitely, it, it makes Regina's rage understandable. I, I doesn't make it just, again, doesn't no. justifies it. Does like, it. like I said, it makes her rage understandable. And I would, I, let me rephrase yeah. that. Yeah. 
before I don't mean to interrupt you, but I mm. want to rephrase. No, that. go ahead. It contextualizes. It contextualizes. Yes, that's a good word. That's for a it. better way to phrase and it. And if she <laughs> could see, like my my whole problem is, she decides that it's Snow White's fault immediately after having just been the victim of the same manipulation techniques herself. Yes. And I because think- you're in it, it's harder to see past that. Yes, and I think on a on a certain level she's still being manipulated by her mother. And yeah. I want to I want to make something very clear from my perspective mm-hmm. of this. I don't read that well Cora grew up hard and she wants a better life for her daughter. Cora is not wanting a better world for her daughter. No. Cora is using her daughter yes. very explicitly to advance her own station. It has yes. nothing to do with Regina or what Regina wants. It's, exactly. It's very explicit in this episode. It oh, is all about Cora. Her her mother claims to love her daughter, but loves herself more and her own wants more. Like this whole, I would do anything for my daughter. No, I would do anything for myself. And my daughter is the key to that. Yes. Yes. Um, this is a, would this be a narcissistic parent? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, that's absolutely, yeah. you know, I am not a clinical psychologist. Right. I cannot make a diagnosis, but I feel very safe mm-hmm. saying that her mother is oh. uh, a narcissist. Her mother pulls the whole, after all I have done to get you here, calls her an old maid in the first t- five minutes of being on on screen. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all very much, it's the classic um, psychological abuse yeah. of, well, you owe me. Yeah. You owe me. And it's like, um, no, you're you're the parent. Yeah. You owe your child. <laughs> I'm you sorry. have the responsibility to your child. You had me. I didn't ask to be here. <laughs> <laughs> very much. Yeah. Very much that. I, I do want to go into uh, a few things I, that. I do like about this. Yes. I like sweet young Regina before she is corrupted. I uh, like sweet young Regina. I like how they hid her short hair with good extensions, except in that one scene where they just couldn't get her hair to curl. <laughs> yes. Um, I also want to say, I love the relationship dynamic of Papa Henry yeah. and Regina oh. playing, riding horses at that rent fair. Like, <laughs> no, they're so they're super sweet. They have an honestly good relationship with each other, which makes her turning on him later so much more heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I was looking at angry. that Ren Fair set and I was like, I wonder if Elaine but, knows what Ren Fair that is. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I don't go to mountainous places for Ren Fairs. I've been to Michigan. Um, Michigan and Texas and Louisiana are the three Ren Fairs I've visited. Yeah. There are a lot of things to love early on in this episode. I mean, it, it, it also makes it more striking that she does, in a way sort of turn into her mother in which she uses her father for her own gain. Mm-hmm. You turn, you know, you, you, we see, yeah. it's, it's that recurring theme of if you do this, you will turn into the thing you hate. Um, And they, they did keep that theme. So good job to the writers on this one for watching their previous episodes, because Absolutely. there were a lot of recurring themes. Like I love that Regina is the one who tells Snow White about how true love is the strongest magic. And I like how she gets that from Daniel. Yes. 
Um, true love is the most powerful magic of all. True love as the most powerful magic of all is a trademark of Disney and Disney Corporation. <laughs> we are only using it for uh, creative. We're, we're exercising our creative uh, <laughs> license, whatever, creative commons. Please don't sue us. <laughs> Please don't sue us, Disney. We and appreciate that true love is like the most one. powerful yeah. magic of all. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm quite a fan of true love myself. So um, I'm. It, that's why I, I root for the the disgustingly cute heroes all the time. Hi, Shane. He can't hear you, but he can see me. Lane says hi. Hi. My very handsome husband just came in. Yay! I got my webcam working this week, so yes, I can we see. Could, we can we see, can each, see other. each other. You can see my messy I, office. I could show my new son to Elaine. Ooh, I like. I got a stuffed moth. <laughs> <laughs> I like your stuffed moth man. I'm wearing my stuffed moth man. I have carrying my stuffed moth man. I'm wearing my moth cardigan shawl. I'm yes. feeling myself this week. Uh, let me see. What else did I like about this episode? Oh, not Cora's lipstick. No, Cora's lipstick's terrible. Everything about Cora's terrible. I mean, she yes. her hair's good. Her hair's good. I, um, I want to talk. It bothers me so much because it's. <laughs> it shades us to play Final Fantasy with us. Um, <laughs> But it's it's uh, I got to rant about it because do it. the makeup in this episode is all around so good. Like I have multiple notes about Regina's eyelashes. Mm-hmm. Like they are oh. either Lana Perea's actual Perilla or Perea. I've only seen it written. Those either those are I'm her real Perea. eyelashes or those are some amazing falsies and. Look expertly applied she her wear... eyelashes in these close shots with her and young snow mm-hmm. are um like i'm serious like i oh. like paused it i was um i felt so gay this episode <laughs> regina's riding outfit i just wanted to run away on the back of i wanted to, i wanted her to carry me away on horseback and us to go like start a farm I, together i loved all <laughs> of her outfits the outfit i loved the least was the blue ball gown that she got proposed to in i want to talk about the proposal at some point because i have some things to say yeah but it it really stuck out how clashy cora's red of her lipstick was with her outfit and she's in these deep these deep mauves and deep magentas and so i'm like now you you can do a dark lip on lana you could do regina gets a dark lip Mm -hmm. why does mom not get a dark lip there's so many nods to regina's later costuming in the way her mother is dressed yes so she's becoming what she (laughs) literally so why why do you go with this very soft makeup for her mother Oh, I it, I it it really stands out. It looks it looks off. It, it looks, looks weird. Incorrect. It could be she's trying to look unassuming. Then why are you wearing this almost orange lipstick? Yep. Like, it, I don't know. It did not work. I um, wasn't as fixated on it. Uh I was just mad. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I, Cora I love... Cora is one of my least favorite characters of this whole series. I think Cora is maybe after Peter Pan. Oh, I hate Peter Pan too. You know, I got there are personal reasons. Yeah, there are characters who will not stick around as long, who I think are more loathsome. Yes, but in terms of characters who, spoiler, we're going to see a good bit of Korra. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of characters that have sh- staying power in this show, I really detest this woman. Yeah, actress, I love. Oh God! Oh my yeah. God! I, she's on. In, she's in Insidious. 
Yeah, the actress is, is great, and that's that's one of the what that's one of the great things is like good actresses who get to play evil roles and do it really well. She's doing a great job because I hate this character so I much. Hate her so <laughs> She's much. She's doing a great job. <laughs> she is reprehensible, and she is one of the most evil characters in this series for me. Ugh, ugh. I mean, hands down. As a soon-to-be mom, I detest. this character so much i've been reading so much about like positive parenting and like breaking the cycles and i'm just like everything she does i'm like "Ah." i feel like good parenting advice and i'm not a parent unless you count cats which don't you know it was cute when (laughs) i would say fur babies when i was in my early 20s now that i'm in my 30s it's like oh baby do you actually want kids and i'm like no i'm gonna be a great aunt Um, (laughs) but just think, what would Cora do? And then do the opposite. The, oh, the extreme opposite. Just in every respect. She's awful. Um, one of her biggest crimes as a parent, you will magically put this lovely blue gown on your daughter, but you don't own a fabric steamer. You don't have a magic fabric steamer. Nope. And, and why... <laughs> I want to know why her hair is like she walks out. You can tell whenever they taped the outside stable scene, like when she's about to run away, that it was cold and it was humid because you can see their breath while they're talking. So in that scene, her hair is perfectly curled and it makes sense because they're outside. But when they're in the castle, her hair is like they just could not get these extensions to curl. They could not do it. It is flat and terrifying. So <laughs> and, don't uh, luckily, luckily, she's gorgeous. So it doesn't matter. And that's my, it's still a good, I still like that dress, but it's my least favorite of all of her outfits in this backstory. But Um, to like give her a nice updo. Yeah, pull it up. Because you do it so often on her. We're going to get to some of my favorite dramatic Regina hair in two episodes. (laughs) It's so good. They do this. I I will post screenshots of it whenever we get to the episode because it is show stopping i love Um, it's high drag but (laughs) (laughs) i love it 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 really is it's sort of like okay you're doing so many things right this episode it makes it easy for us to zero in on the things that are wrong yes like like we're ranting about cora's behavior but it's well written and well Mm -hmm. acted and it's it's worth talking yeah yeah like i said but (laughs) but why did you do this this hair that you do to to regina is biphobic yeah (laughs) It's anti-woman. <laughs> it's anti-woman. It's misogynistic. It's misogynistic. <laughs> um, ah. may, may I talk about the uh, King's proposal? Oh, please do. So let me, I tweeted about this uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, a word of advice to anyone who has gone through a tragic, let's, let's, let's not even go tragic. A word of advice To anyone who has gone through a recent separation or divorce and is looking to get back on the market, um, one of the worst ways to ask a girl out is to tell her, oh, my wife and I are going through a separation right now, or we're we're about to sign the divorce papers. Hey, you want to get coffee this week? That has happened to me twice. I'm just so red right here. In I'm real also- life. That has happened to me in real life. <laughs> uh, do you want to just like hang out, come over, watch a movie? There's no coffee table because my girlfriend took it. Thrice! 
Oh my god! I mean, I was already I, that was like our third or fourth date, but yes, that has happened. Oh. <laughs> that was our last date. I, think. I won't say his I name. He won't listen to this. But I might. I might have like. So, uh, he is so lucky. He was cute because he. Had no- <laughs> oh, that was that was the guy that our 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 other friend refused to learn the name of. And uh, oh, Mads, poor Bland. poor Bland, Mads once accidentally typoed Bland in place in place of his name, and that became his name. Um, <laughs> he was sweet. He was he, he was, was a sweet dude, but he needed to get over his ex. He and was hurting. He was hurting, and he was in denial about it. And and I'm just saying, King Leopold, it's okay to take time to mourn your wife yeah. before you go trying to find a stepmother for your daughter. Telling this tragic story about how you have sadly lost your wife and your daughter no longer has a mother is not a romantic proposal. It is a very appropriate proposal, probably for the time period. (laughs) But considering we do play fast and loose with customs on this show a lot. Yeah. There are better ways, you know. I've been looking for someone to love but my daughter is a part of me. Yeah. My daughter is my family. And I want someone who will also love her and want to be in her life. And I see that you don't hate her. So I'm going to ask you to marry me. Uh, Also just (laughs) proposing for your daughter's sake is also not romantic. Fair. Um, True and fair. I'm just saying that that being a component of it could have worked yeah better to me it it just um, it hit me different because <laughs> also give me a close up on that ring <laughs> oh yeah that ring yeah. that ring was pre hd hd like huge they wanted us to know this, this is a big honking ring oh yeah so this king. was an extra big it needed ring. It, we needed a better close up of it but i wanted a better close up on the ring and i wanted a better close up on the um the cute boy who was holding the ring <laughs> yeah <laughs> the attendant. I'm sorry. We I'm just like full on misandrist today. I'm just yeah. men are objects. Um <laughs> except for you, babe. You're you're a delight. We like you, Shane. Uh, <laughs> My husband so, is sitting behind me as I record today. Um so, so I um uh, <clears throat> I wanna say that the actress that they got to play Little Snow White has Jennifer Goodwin's reactions down pat. It was it is, eerie. it is eerie how much this little girl studied Jennifer Goodwin and got her reactions to everything just down. This girl's great. This actress yeah. is great. <laughs> there were a few times where I felt like she was directed in ways that I felt were a little off for the yeah. scene. I'm not going to like insult a child's no. acting abilities. You're not um, going to take lifelong vengeance out on her. No, I would not do that. That would be something a a, a crazy person would do um but i there was a moment uh advancing later it's much later in the episode but i'm just gonna it's okay we're we're out out of order order today where she is reacting to cora telling her that you know i love how close you two are already Mm -hmm. i love that you know she's gonna be such a good mother to you and you watch this this little girl i need to look up her name um you watch her set herself 
and prepare herself to drop this huge secret. And it is such a move that I have watched Jennifer Goodwin do. Yeah. <laughs> like mentally preparing herself to give bad news. Yes. And it's so, it's so good. And, um, you know, I, I think that. She does the little I, head tilts. She does all the little head tilts. Like I was like agog. I was like, this kid is going somewhere. Like I'm gonna have to look up what she's done. Like, I know she's done other things. I've seen her in something else, but I can't remember like, what it was. Yeah, because this is 2011, so it's been 10 years. She's an like adult she's now. probably like acting like in actual things right now. Yeah, and not she should be because she's yeah. a, she's great. Yeah, uh, I did think it was funny that the whole reason she finds uh, Regina and Daniel kissing whenever Regina goes to tell Daniel they have to run away right now. Is because she, a princess, who is not at her own home, decided to go, uh, decided to get back on the horse and try again to confront her fears, like Regina told her, in the, the dark. Middle it of the, the night. It is nighttime. She does not have an attendant with her. Anything could happen to this child. <laughs> that, how, Very who, in character for Snow White, as King, we have seen her later in life. King Leopold, like, <laughs> who's watching your child? Right. <laughs> Like okay, I get it. I get it. Your 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 wife, the queen, has passed, but you don't have like a, a nursemaid. Yeah, she doesn't or, have a lady's maid. Or, <laughs> like I've been reading a lot of like ridiculous Regency fiction. They'd have had like I know Regency's way after this, but they'd have still had she'd have still had like a girl who slept in her room to make sure she was safe. Right. What's the role? It's like a it's a uh, 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 oh god, a word is on the tip of my tongue. A chaperone. Not a chaperone. Chaperone is for older. Um, ah, it's bothering me so much. It's what I mean. A nurse in know. the second season of The Haunting. Governess. 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 That's what I'm looking for. Why does she not have a governess? Why does she not have a governess? Okay, Wait. actually, I know that we needed this romantic subplot mm-hmm. to happen, but that would have been more organic. I would like you to become the governess to my daughter. Mm-hmm. And then it builds into to get to know I each would other. like you yeah. to be my wife. That would have been better storytelling and better writing. This dude just jumps straight to marriage. Straight to marriage. Doesn't even let them have a, a an organic Yeah, this is why they have problems later in their marriage. Also would have been a massive step up socially. Mm-hmm. Like not an ordinary governess, but... Cora still could have done her manipulations to push them together. Would have been better storytelling, yeah. flat out. Yeah. Ah, I'm so yeah. mad that isn't what happened now. That's what should have happened. Should have been a governess. Would have, should been, have, would have been, felt more organic. Would have been more organic. We're improvisers, can you tell? We like the word organic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're also storytellers. Yeah. You know, we're not... Uh, um, we're also storytellers, and we, we can tell stories, and we give them more time than 30 minutes to get our stories across. <laughs> yes. But, given how much buildup we've gotten for, say, other characters' arcs, mm-hmm. this is cheating Regina. Yes. A lot of this felt like uh, Regina was being cheated of having, like, a true you know, in-depth backstory. Yeah. Um, um, it, it sets up her hating Snow White as a child. And that makes me so mad because she's smarter than this. Yes. Even if, even if you wanted to make Snow White... Okay, 
here's my rewrite of this storyline. All right. So we get another episode. Yeah. So first, she becomes the governess. Okay. Mother is grooming her. Cora is grooming her to become... Queen. The queen. And manipulating things for her to become the queen. Mm -hmm. She is still seeing Daniel. Oh. And Snow White is an obstacle to her seeing Daniel. Which makes her resent Snow White in the role of governess. Still not great, but it is a more organic and believable escalation. Mm-hmm. that she begins to resent Snow White. It is the king proposes to her and she has developed some feelings for the king by this point. Okay. Maybe not romantic. Yeah. But Respects she it. does. But, you know, she's living in the house and she knows that Cast. turning down his proposal will not just hurt his feelings Mm -hmm. but it will hurt snow white which drives her resentment more because she cares for snow white Mm -hmm. but she also wants her own happiness yeah she knows that it will upend her whole family now Mm -hmm. it won't be just like okay the king goes and marries someone else yeah they will be living in the palace at this point and it will also be a scandal yeah because the king is now courting this governess and she's going for a stable hand. And it's a much bigger deal. Mm-hmm. It's and it's much, been going on for longer. It's not just a one day thing. It's it's the stakes are so much higher there. Stakes. That's what was missing. Stakes. Because there weren't any this episode. I mean, there were. Daniel there, had the most stakes against him. And unfortunately. Daniel had the most stakes against unfortunately, him. Unfortunately, that did not work out well for him. But the stakes aren't super clear. Yes, we're, yes Cora is violent but we don't see her actually murder someone yeah until you know she until regina goes to run away with daniel Mm -hmm. and cora is like oh yes i understand and then rips his heart out and crushes it into dust and i like the refrain of mother knows best and i kept singing the song from um tangled in my head every time she (laughs) said it yeah um yeah it's it's like, why have you done this? Oh, this is your happy ending. Now you can go be queen. Love is weakness. Da, 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 da. It fades, but you know what? Doesn't fade. Power. Has Frozen come out at this point? I don't remember what year Frozen came out. So, because I will say that that entangled are the turning point for Disney mm-hmm. in terms of how they tell their stories. Mm-hmm. That's the self aware Disney era that we are now yeah. in. Yeah. And so I'm wondering is like maybe this story pre because yes, this is an ABC show, but they're a, it's a Disney subsidiary and it's very heavily, heavily influenced by Disney. We do have a lot of like, it's, we have uncomfortable recurring themes between Regina things. Regina says later and her mother here, Mm -hmm. Um, which I, that's, I've known people who they just, the one thing they didn't want to become was their mother. And then I hear them say the exact same thing they had complained about their mother about. And it breaks my heart because there's no way to tell them that without them taking it poorly. Uh, there's literally no there's way. There's no way to tell them that without them taking it poorly. Um, and, and you just don't know how to help that person. Um, and, and, and I just distanced myself. Uh, so all that said, I have my, my final, I have two last notes for this section. Okay. 
before if you want to move on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I'm like I said, my biggest rage is uh, let's blame the literal child instead of the person who's actually at fault. Yep. Um, one, and it's another nitpicky thing. Yeah. But Cora, mm-hmm. you're telling you're telling Snow to be gentle with those flowers mm-hmm. before she has touched them, mm-hmm. and then you freaking manhandle them. Yeah. I was like, I hope these are fake orchids because <laughs> she is being rough on these orchids. Um, great set. The whole set is. Oh, is that's good. great. The green um, and there, There's only a couple times where the green screen can be seen around a silhouette. Yeah. But the lighting's good. And they do enough with having real physical props yes. in the green screen area that are well lit. Mm-hmm. And and everything is well color balanced, so everything looks very yeah. natural. Yeah. Uh, which was nice to see because yeah. God damn it, it's been a long time since they've managed that. They were yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were shooting Coming an indoor off. scene, so their lighting was good. Coming off of Wonderland Ooh. last week. Ooh, Wonderland. It was it was saturated. And uh Rumpelstiltskin's castle. Oh man. So dark. it was very nice to see these indoor scenes looked mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the end, yeah, Regina, interesting motive. If it weren't being taken out on a literal child, literal child, that is a heel turn. That makes you the bad guy. By definition, that is a heel turn. Yeah. And and like I say, I, I can, you know, I, I get, I get a little bit of, uh, uh, of sarcasm my way, uh, for not being, for season specifically season one, not being a fan of Regina. But in this case, I can, I can give her the benefit of the doubt and say that her motivation is um, unconscious fear of her mother. She knows she feels like she can't beat her. So the next best thing is to take out this anger on a child. My favorite is whenever she's in the present and she's like talking to the ring. Cause she's still got the ring that Daniel pulled off the saddle to give to her. And she's like, we got her, Daniel. We got her. I was like, you think Daniel would be this excited that you're like trying to like murder a ch- someone who was a child when they wronged you? You think he'd be okay with that? Yeah. And I want to I want to put a button on that because in episode 18, hmm. wait, no, episode 20, two this episodes episode from now, 18, yeah. uh, or whenever it is, the, the penultimate episode of this season, mm-hmm. that what you just said comes back. Oh, I forgot. Um. With that ring being brought back, okay. Uh, it was it was very interesting watching those so close together, uh, and the themes uh, mm-hmm. of these episodes so close together. Um, and that's all I'm going to say on that because okay, I good. know we do have Don't listeners who Don't yeah, we do have listeners who are listening and watching the show with the episode. I mean, and I do want to say, do, <laughs> pretty much. Um, I mean, we've seen it before, but yeah. Also, dear listeners, know that when we talk about getting hate for uh, not cutting Regina in season one slack, or even maybe later, it is not coming from you all. You are all lovely people. It's no. coming from real life friends who we have ranted about this show for years. With. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I like I said, I uh, I I am the most obvious. Like I root for the good guy. The bad guy's evil for a reason. Her, because um, I I grew up heteronormative. So rewatching this has, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. The queer coding on villains does make them more sympathetic for a lot of a lot of young queer people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say that I have given Regina a lot of slack late in the past. To Elaine and rewatching this season, I'm like, no, 
Yeah, I was right, huh? I take it back. <laughs> she gets better. She does get better. They they do a good job with her redemption arc. She gets better. I still wish that she hadn't had rape in there. Yeah. And I talk about that a lot. I apologize, but <laughs> I, I will say, Elaine, you were Uh-huh. You were right. Mm-hmm. I believe in you. You were right. Thank you. Put the T on the end of that. You were right. Thank you. That's like the <laughs> third time you've said that to me in our whole friendship. Um, <laughs> so if you want to make that your ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> the other the other time that I remember most of you telling me that I was right was whenever I was like, come for a walk with me for exercise. And you were like, walking's not exercise. I'm like, okay, come for a walk with me for exercise. And then uh, 30 minutes later, you're like 10 feet behind me. <laughs> in my defense. <laughs> I was a track kid. Yeah. So in my brain, I was like, yeah, okay. Like, I don't stroll. That's nothing compared to like busting out a 5K in an afternoon, you know? Mm-hmm. I was, yeah. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't stroll. I, I like, I go, I walk like I'm walking next to a six foot tall person. Anywho, I'm going to menacingly sharpen these scissors until Sebastian's hands <laughs> All right, so, back uh, on the show. So where in the present do you want to start with this? you want to start with uh, Regina I'm, Mary Margaret? Do you want to start with Emma's whole subplot? My notes, <laughs> it's funny you should say that because my notes beginning in this episode say this. Wait, is this in the past? What? Oh, oh it's in the past. Oh, the one week later thing? Yes. Uh, where where uh, Regina and Mr. Gold are discussing how they're going to frame Mary Margaret to get her out of town. And Mr. I'm, Gold doesn't really I've, say why. I've never seen them frame when that happens. Because I'm always doing a million things at once, like mm-hmm. looking at notes and taking notes when I'm yeah. watching it. So I miss it every time if it's there. So I'm so confused. Ooh, he does say why. He does say why. I'm like, wait, has that? Oh, Okay. Okay, I'm seeing it now. Okay, so, okay, yeah, it's in the past. Ah, uh, and we have a red delicious apple. Yeah. Seriously, so, go out and buy a Honeycrisp. This is this is how, he mentioned just a couple episodes that he managed to get the DA to throw out his assault charges. This is the deal he struck to do that. Yes. He got Regina to call off the, the DA for his assault charges when he practically almost murdered a man with his cane. Mm-hmm. Uh, so So that's why he's gonna... He's going to have Mary Margaret take the blame for something tragic happening to Catherine um, to get her out of town. Why should I trust you? Because I always honor my agreements. Mm. Surely that won't come up later. Um, right. And, and she just does it. She just does it. Um, I mean, this man thrives on chaos. So yeah. this is a this is a good idea. I think it's very safe to say that Rumpelstiltskin is an agent of chaos. He is. He's a... Uh, I, I don't know. It's I like know. there's some darkness in him. Like he's some sort of hmm. one of darkness. Hmm. It's like he's one with the darkness, right? Yeah, <laughs> like a sort of dark one. Oh, you might be onto something there with this show. Oh, I don't know. I feel snap. like I've heard. I feel like I've heard <clears throat> that before. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Regina. In this episode, we have the recurring theme of Regina just showing up to like gloat, smile. At Mary Margaret, like she wakes up from a nap in jail for for Regina to say, they say only the guilty sleep in prison, which Mads tells me is a real thing. Yeah, it's it's a real thing. If you it's also it's a thing in a lot of mystery shows and crime shows uh, that phrase. 
And it's used a lot against people who, in the context of the show, later turn out to be guilty. In reality, it is a it is a thing that has been used to convict innocent people. That while they were comfortable in jail, so clearly they were guilty. And it's this weird mentality where it's like, no, a person who is innocent could very likely be very calm because they're like, oh, well, I trust in the, the justice system to show that I'm innocent. Also, it's also a thing that happens with juries a lot where they presume, well, if this person was arrested for a crime, there's got to be a good enough reason for them to have been arrested. So they're probably guilty. Also, I'm mentally and emotionally exhausted. I can't help it if I fall asleep. Yeah. Like if I were arrested, I would probably fall asleep in prison because I like, as soon as I, I sat down long enough, long enough and stopped crying, I would probably cry myself to sleep. Oh yeah, like it is a it is a stress response for me mm-hmm. to um, fall asleep at inopportune times. Yeah, speaking as someone who slept all day Sunday because of Weird. being stressed about going into work yesterday. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Now this is some faulty logic in this show. Mm-hmm. Regina, we found the murder weapon in your house. Yeah. So obviously you're guilty. The next scene, just because we found the key in her cell, Regina's key in her cell, doesn't mean Regina's guilty. <laughs> Pick one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Pick one. <laughs> Either way, you can justify in your narrative. Either one logically. Mm-hmm. Well, they can't... But- Prove she put it. There. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. It's the same pick, thing. Pick, pick one. one of these to follow. And and this is where we get the, um, we just need a confession and this whole, we, we're going to save the, the town, a whole messy trial. Confessions, I know confession comes into play next episode. Um, yeah. But, you know, Mary Margaret keeps maintaining her innocence and asking why she hates her so much. And that's a good, that's a good moment for the flashback. Um, into the the backstory, I did appreciate mm-hmm. that. Um, but the Some sus flowers get delivered during this whole. Oh yeah, yeah, sus flowers get to the flowers the, are sus. Oh, I, I just brought these these tulips to brighten up the place. Oh, yep, yep, not suspicious at all. Uh, I like that. Um, they're like, you've got this beautiful winning personality. The DA is going to come and wants to interrogate you do a recorded interrogation. We call that a deposition where I'm from, but I, I don't do like criminal justice stuff. Yeah. Uh, and quick, uh, quick question. Uh-huh. Sorry. Uh, just to backpedal a little bit. Yeah. Um, Emma's superpower. Does she have to actively use it? Well, she does say in this episode um, that, this whole thing's got her so confused that she's starting to doubt her own instincts, including like her superpower and stuff. So I think it's self-sabotage, but it's not self-sabotage. It's manipulative sabotage because she's been manipulating into gaslighting herself. But yeah, because I just brought these flowers in to brighten up the place. Should be pinging something. <laughs> there should be also. Should be pinging your magical lie detector well she also did probably want him to come over because she wanted to discuss what had he found on regina so she was expecting him to come by still still no it's it, her her superpower only pops up for people who aren't sydney yeah and it makes me mad i've talked about that before but that wasn't my biggest issue with this episode so um have we already covered it or you have uh, you have further oh, issues? Oh, no, 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 no. We've covered it. It's it's let me her her motivation is weak. 
I have an issue with this episode okay, do it. now at this point in this side of the storyline, other than the faulty logic, the oh, Emma's superpower being on the fritz. Oh, and I and also that have is, lots of problems with the interrogation, but yeah. The interrogation. I know that gold is working against her. It's been established, mm-hmm. but still. Yeah. Still though. <laughs> um, he does seem convincing when he's exasperated that she is, Throwing herself under the bus. Yeah. But that's not the biggest issue with this. No. How is August legally allowed to be that charming? <laughs> God, he's yeah. just. I, I, I have a point about August, but I can't make it till next week. I mean, yes, he does set off my fuckboy alarm. Yeah. But still. Yeah. He should not be allowed to be this charming yeah. legally. I I, I, have... I should not want Pinocchio's wood this bad. Oh, that's a spoiler. You weren't supposed to say that. Luther doesn't know that yet. Oh, snap. Um, <laughs> editing that out. Yeah, Luther doesn't know that yet. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. I think this is the problem with watching the whole end of the season is that mm-hmm. it's not revealed until next episode who he is. And not even then. Not even then. Not in the next episode either. Next episode, oh my you God. set up for someone else. Oh, that's right. That's uh, right. That's right. And then this episode, he does reiterate again that I'm not a liar. Lying's not what I do. And next episode, that's all he's going to do. <laughs> I just, that, like, I just kept thinking that. I was like, no, none of this is right. Uh, <laughs> I he, he convinces Emma. I like I feel like I'm steering too much this episode. No, you please steer. <laughs> I I like the logic of let's go back through mm-hmm. everything. We, the Start from the beginning. Have, Start from the original yeah. plot. We, the audience, have never seen Emma go to the crime scene. Yeah. Yeah. So it's never. very good that she finally does. Yes. Uh I, I like the whole, you know, this, the plot, you know, it's a right, it's like writer's block. The plot's gotten away from you. It's become three different plots since it started. Go back to the original, which was, where was the last place they could have been? Go back to the crime scene, you know, go back to the place where the heart was found. And she finds some evidence there. And she knows it's Regina's. Um, I mean, she was right. She was right. I think that that's a safe assumption for yeah. her. Yeah. At this point that... To check Regina's garage. Yes. And I like that it's let me check Regina's garage and not, let's say, call her out in a public forum. Yes. Much smarter. Yes. Much better move. She would, was outmaneuvered. Would have worked still. too if there weren't a bug in the tulip vase. Yeah. Um, I made a mental Zelda, uh, you got the thing. <laughs> when that shovel shard, mm-hmm. which is another item that is the size it is for the sake of pre-HD being in every household. Oh yeah. That, that square shovel. Yeah. Who has a square shovel? That is, unless that's supposed to be another 1980s throwback thing. But even in the eighties, we had a rounded shovel. Yeah. We, I mean, you use a square shovel for, for moving mulch. It's a gardening shovel. Yeah. Then she used the wrong tool for the job. Yeah, she would use a sharpened, sharper shovel. She'd yeah. use a pointed shovel. Like, yeah, if you have like mulch or like gravel to move, you're going to use a square shovel. Okay. Like, I, I need to get a new square shovel of my mm. own because I need to mulch our flower beds. Oh, look at this you. is why it's fresh in my head. I didn't know that. I don't even own a shovel. I you own are small a shovels. 
for someone who does a good bit of gardening, significantly mm-hmm. more gardening than I do. They're small shovels. I have hand shovels. I have trowels. Oh. Um, well, uh, now I know what you're getting for your baby shower this weekend. A shovel. A square shovel. <laughs> because I grew up in the era of, we have a child to do the manual labor, right? That's the purpose of a child. <laughs> It's going to be a few years before I can get the child to to even do a chore. So once they walk, right? They should yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Then I can be like, here, fold these wash rags. We're all folding laundry today. I did a lot of uh, socks at that. Ooh, age. Yeah, like, yeah. Match the socks. Pretty <laughs> much like age three or four it was like time to match socks. Yeah, fold the wash rags and match the the socks. I'm not criticizing that. I think that's great. You know, involving that's a, that's children in housework. There's a that's a regional thing that someone might ding me on. I say wash rags instead of washcloths. Washcloths. I don't know. I didn't know. Wash rag. I didn't know it was a different thing. Or the same thing, but different words for it. Uh, okay. Sorry. Where are we? No, 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 no. Because we're basically we're basically at this now. I I love the scene where after after we, Emma shows up with the warrant, and Regina's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh no, maybe you know the. I love that she goes back to the jail to gloat. That line to, I mean, we use it at the start of the show. Yes. That line delivery and the hit that Mary Margaret takes, the, emotional hit. Just the all the air draining from the room where she realizes what she just said. There are moments in television that I think are incredibly impactful. And this is not like, say, um, putting a quarter in the jar. It is not... The- it is not Anya's I don't know what to do speech mm-hmm. in the body, mm-hmm. which will make me cry every single mm-hmm. time. But every single time I have watched this episode, that gets a beat for me. Like yeah. a full, it is so good. I, I, there's like, whenever she says, oh, I know. And Mary Margaret gasps. I gasped and grabbed Luther's leg too. Cause I forgot that that, that she did it that way. Like, I feel like that is probably an emotional high point of the season. Yes. That is the moment we have been waiting for. And if this had been a mystery to us as well of who done it, if we hadn't known all along that it was planned by Regina, that, like, it was already a big moment. But imagine how huge that moment would have been if that's when we all found out together. Yeah, if the writing were better, that would have been a really good moment. <laughs> I, you know, it, it, it's... It's a moment that I think it's forgotten over the course of the franchise, but this is really, this is the first time Regina has for no reason shown that level of malice. Oh, she says something to Emma right before this scene happens too, where uh, as soon as Emma realizes that she's somehow ahead of her. She knew she was coming. She, you know, she pivots straight to, but Mary Margaret's a good person. And Regina gives this whole speech. Mary Margaret is a murderer and a liar. No matter what accusations you throw my way, that won't change. She's going to pay for what she's done. That woman has destroyed the last life she's ever going to destroy. This is this point in the series. And it's really interesting to see Regina is going full mask off. She is not, in character as the mayor Mm-mm. she is becoming erratic she's gloating again she's gloating and it is and she's confessing <laughs> yeah yeah 
And it's really interesting to see. She's, and it, it is a turning point for the show. She's and evil villain monologuing. It's, yeah. It's episode 18. It is about time. Oh, and I'm no. happy to see it. Ugh. I apologize. I like, she's, she's like, Mary Margaret's crying. I don't know what I've ever, I've ever done to you, but whatever it was, I am so sorry. Apology not accepted. And then she reveals that she knows, you know, you know, you didn't, you're right. You didn't kill Catherine, but you deserve this. Like, and it's just so evil. Yeah. And it's just like, what did I do? And that's why, that's why I'm always like, just let the evil villain be an evil villain. And in this moment, she is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, now we know mm-hmm. what she did to deserve that, which is nothing to deserve this. Yeah, I was like, I was like she, we know what she did to deserve this. Nothing. She was manipulated into telling a secret, which is something you can easily do to chi- children, which is another one of those reasons you're always asked, please don't ask my child to keep secrets because secrets can be very harmful because there's, you know, there's good secrets like don't tell your dad we're planning the birthday party. And then there's bad secrets, which are bad secrets that you're not supposed to keep for the child's own safety. I think this is a, this is a, a, a maybe a hot take. But mm-hmm. I think in general, mm-hmm. asking a child to keep a secret bad idea. as an adult. Please don't do it. Also kind of a red flag. Super questionable. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, it's probably me, but... The scene where Regina is telling Snow to keep the secret yeah. is a red flag for me. Like, I I think it's a sign of how, of where Regina is emotionally at that point. Mm-hmm. I think that she's a little bit, I mean, sheltered in a certain way. Yeah. I mean, and, her only other option was to run away right then, which was probably have saved both of their lives. Yeah. Um, but it's. An adult telling a child to keep a secret to me is super red flag. Super red flag. Yeah. Like like I said, there's a difference between like a surprise party. Yeah. And something that's gonna ruin someone's life. Yes. Don't do uh, it. So yeah. So so note to everyone in the future, please don't ask my my soon to be child to keep secrets. I know not to tell your child to keep secrets. Because yeah. it's your child. <laughs> I can keep secrets. Not from it's you. true. You're better at it than me. <laughs> my mouth. I could keep secrets. Me don't, before don't project this, that on me. Me before this episode started recording. Okay, so I'm not supposed to know this. <laughs> like, do I fail sometimes? Of course, I'm human. Everyone fails sometimes. Everyone slips up. Elaine and I like to talk. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's just like, you're mad at this child for being... A child. Oh. Mm-hmm. Her only other option was to run away then no, or I kill her. I had a moment. I had a moment. Mm-hmm. Regina's not mad at Snow. Oh. Her revenge isn't really truly against Snow. Okay. I just, this is Could a realization I had. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to hear this out. My thought, here's the thought train I went on. Okay. Regina, you're mad at this child for being manipulated in the same way you were by the same monster you were. Mm -hmm. She's not mad at snow. She's mad at herself for allowing herself to be controlled, to be hurt, to be manipulated. Okay. And that is being projected onto snow white. Okay. All of this rage 
that she has towards Snow White. This is my hypothesis now, and I'm going to watch it as we get more in with Korra. Okay. But I am going to stick with this for now. Okay. The reason she goes dark, the reason she's taking all this out so hard against Snow White is because there's a level of self-hatred at allowing herself to be hurt the way she's been hurt by her mother. That goes, I think that relates really well to, to my explanation of she feels helpless against her mother. So she goes for the next available target, the easier target of the two. I think that works with that. Yeah. Like I think that a lot of this anger is inward mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to spoil anything, but I think later in Regina's character arc, mm-hmm. there is a level of her not thinking that she is worthy. Yeah. Of love. Because, spoilers, the show has seven seasons and they don't kill her off. Yeah. So, obviously, she has to take, she has to make some realizations. Yeah. She's got to have, she's got to have, her arc has to start somewhere. And I think that. She has to forgive herself. Every villain who's, every villain gets a villain arc like this. Every villain who becomes a main character has to have their villain arc of, do I deserve to be around all of these good people. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a level of self-hatred that we're seeing now from her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just misdirected. I just, sorry, this is the first time oh. watching this show where I've had that connection. Yeah. And I'm kind of curious to see where it goes from here. All right. Listeners, weigh in. <laughs> <laughs> It's this new thing I'm doing where I'm addressing that we have an audience and I really, it's, I think having Corey on was super great Yeah, because it's like, I love y'all, but I'm afraid of people. (laughs) (laughs) Elaine can tell you like after every show we've ever been in, Mm -hmm. I hide. Well, and here's the problem. (laughs) Mads is afraid of people, but Mads is also so charming and people love being around them. (laughs) So, so it's this. It's this bad catch 22 for them. (laughs) Y'all, every time I upload an episode, I mute my Twitter notifications for like two days. I don't know why. I just get anxious about it. And it's like the same thing. Like anytime like Elaine and I have been in a show together, like after the show, I got hide. Like I go hide in the dressing room until the audience clears out. Mm -hmm. And then I like slink out and go hug my husband and then hug Elaine. Yep. Yeah. Because it's just like, oh God. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, I'm like, I would like some praise showered on me now. I'm going to go outside and hug some people. But it takes Intro- me too long to get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> Introverts can be performers and can have high self-esteem because I have incredibly high self-esteem. <laughs> but <laughs> you could still be an introvert. A lot of, uh, honestly, the with theater community that we were in, uh, the ones that I talked to about it, the majority of them were just outgoing introverts. I was one of the few people who was like, I would claim extrovert. I'm an ambivert, but I would claim extrovert on performance days. Oh my God, me, me, me. After any performance, it's like, okay, I'm going to hide the, the dressing room for a while. Good performance, bad performance, doesn't matter. I oh. need to. And then I'm like, I want to go get a drink and talk about it. Uh, but uh. It's, it's like, so like every time I drop an episode, I get messages from from some of our listeners and like from Corey and from, mm-hmm. from you and from some of the other people who listen to the show. And I'm like, thank you so much. I can't respond to this right now. <laughs> I, it I, is I'm always nothing little, personal. If, it is 100 percent me. If you get a reaction gif as a response to something that you tweet to uh, Storybroke Pod's Twitter account, that's me. 
That's me going, oh, Mads isn't responding right now. Let me let me react to this. <laughs> Just like before we record, you see a lot of posts from us because of my manic, I'm excited to do a show energy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think I think we need to finish We're this episode. We're almost done. We are almost um, done with this. So, um, <laughs> Sorry. So, the, so the ball's been dropped. I don't deserve this. I didn't kill Catherine. Oh, I know. Gasp. But you do deserve this. And then we, hold on. Then we have backstory, backstory. I got to find the current notes. We're almost there. We've got like two scenes left. And that's Regina. We got her. Daniel, we got her. So Mary Margaret's being led out by, I guess, real cops? Where did these guys in blue come from? Are they from the, the par- like, oh, I said parish. The county? The county can come come in and out? That's my guess. But new people don't come to town. New people don't come to town, but I I, I think that it's, I mean, things have to get delivered. Things have to get to delivered. Function. You're right. You're right. They don't stay. Like, they come in, they go. Right. Okay. So, like, so but, we think these are county officers. Yeah. Okay. Like that would make sense. Then yeah. I, I was like, it sounds so weird saying county. It does. I thought the sheriff was the county. I've been here too long. For us. the, the I think the sheriff, sheriff, sheriff is. Sheriff is the parish for us. For us. Maybe elsewhere it's it's state police. Maybe they're state police. Maybe they're state police. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like, that's. Those are troopers. It is a murder trial. It is a murder trial. I'm just so confused. Maybe I got it all backwards. Um, so so she's being led out in cuffs to go to holding for the big trial that's about to happen. Um, Emma blames Mr. Gold for this, for not doing his job to, to help save Mary Margaret. And he says, there's still plenty of time for me to work a little magic. She so eats a houseplant. She, she eats a houseplant. And discovers a bug. And she had previously accused August of being the leak to Regina. Yes. And so she puts the bug in a little evidence baggie and goes and apologizes to August about it, which is a very nice moment because he's so handsome and we like seeing his face. Um, also, she... big character moment for her. Sorry to interrupt you. But no, no, no. Yeah. Um, she... That's worth noting because Emma's go-to yeah. response is avoidance. Yeah. he. I, I wrote a quote from this. And she shows him the bag and he goes, what's that? She goes, evidence. It's evidence that I've been trusting all the wrong people. Sydney planted it. And he was like, he's like, look, it's okay. Sometimes it's hardest to see the stuff that's right in front of you. And I knew you would. And she's like, I'm trying. So she's trying to open her mind to these things. And because she has stopped trusting her gut instinct. Mm -hmm. And she has stopped letting herself see the bigger picture. She's just so focused in on Regina that she's becoming a little obsessive. Yeah. Which, you know, it goes both ways. Swan queen forever. <laughs> um, when will these two mortal enemies realize their lives would be so much yeah. better if they would just kiss and then become co-parents? Exactly. And then after Re- Regina does a redemption arc. After the redemption arc, because right now it's some, bad. She's got some stuff to this, work this, through. Right now it'd be an abusive relationship and we don't condone that. Uh, Maybe so, they need like a real therapist. So we hear a scream. Sorry. No, we're almost done. We hear a scream and Ruby comes dashing out of the alleyway, freaking out um, because she just found Catherine in the alley, which looks more like a parking lot. Um, and Catherine is alive and well, she's just al- real dirty. Well is maybe she's alive and rough. She's alive and in a state mm-hmm. and uh, freaked out. another scene that was really well acted. Like, yeah. Everyone's tension is so high. It's such a good button for this episode. Yeah. Um, 
for me, even though I have problems with the storyline in mm-hmm. terms of um, motivations, and I, we have our griefs with it, on the whole, this was an incredibly strong episode. Yes. And oh, a, a, I, I like this episode. Like I said, my problems are not with the episode itself. This was a good yeah. episode. I can't believe I forgot so much of it in three days. Yeah, and it's it's such a good build up to because we are definitely building up to a finale mm-hmm. and an interesting twist, one yes. that I forgot in the time since watching this show for the first time. I forgot that Catherine wasn't dead. Oh, I could not remember if she was dead or alive. Yeah, when the storyline started, and I was just like, "What happened to her?" Yeah. And so whenever the, you know, this, whenever I watched this episode again for the second time, for the first time in a long time, I was like, <gasps> yes. oh, yes. So I'm glad, I'm glad she's back. Uh, it's going to make Mary Margaret's life a lot easier. <laughs> David, not yet. David's too. Um, yeah, not yet, but we will, we'll figure it out. Um, yeah. So. I'm glad Catherine's alive because kiss nameless gym teacher. I hope she gets to kiss nameless gym teacher. I want that for her. I want her to have her true love. Yes. I want that. I want the true love TM. I want everyone to have their true love. And mm-hmm. also for there to be some, some black people and some gay people in this yeah. universe. <laughs> right. It's so white. Like this show is incredibly Caucasian. This show is like cream cheese icing on white cake. This show is like mayonnaise is a little spicy. <laughs> speaking this- of speaking of caucasity, I did I did a dumb thing today that Uh-oh. you would be entertained by. So we have a thermal imaging monitor in our uh, our IT office. Mm-hmm. Um, it's for our maintenance department because reasons. Anywho, I was playing with it today, and I scanned my hot sauce. And I was like, see, it's not that hot. Oh. I made our IT guy break with a corny joke. Look at you. And I had to share that. That's good. I'm proud of you. I keep hot sauce in my office. Of course you do. I mean, technically I do too. I work from home. Yes. I have work hot sauce. I have hot sauces in my fridge. I am 60% capucin. I have capsaicin. Capucin. Capsaicin. Capsaicin. Yes, I just know that I need the spicy. I think I've got, what's the one, the Louisiana with the one dot on it? Someone gifted me that. And I've got Cholula. I have both of those. Those yeah. are my go-tos. Yeah. But I need, I need the It's I need not the crystal. Habanero. It's not Tabasco. It's the one it's with the Lu- dot on it. It's called Louisiana and it's got a red dot. And that yeah. That is the good hot sauce. Okay. But someone, it's not super hot, that, but it's got a good flavor. That was a housewarming gift. Hot housewarming. Ah, see what, see what they did there? That was good. Hot that was warm. that was a Louisiana person. <laughs> Recommend me hot sauces. I need to stock up on hot sauce right now. Nice. By the way, I am down to only four in my fridge. So, um, yeah. Oh, I, I have something underlined in here. Oh, it, it's going back to um, the past, where mm-hmm. when Regina realizes that her mother set up the runaway horse thing because she knew the king was in town, she is realizing. That it's like she's telling herself she knows that Cora is still to blame for all of this. She knows 
that Cora is the reason for all of this. And she still decides to blame the child. And I should have let her die on that horse. I hate that line. I know. And it's just... Uh, I don't know if there's a word for it, mm-hmm. but it's the word I'm going to use for it because mm-hmm. it comes up in the show a lot. That is a trailer line. Uh, that is a line so you can use it in a previously on yeah. or in the episode itself's trailer. Yeah. Um, the CW is hella guilty of this. Yes. Or if you're my age, the WB. <laughs> <laughs> Is super guilty of this, and ABC is incredibly guilty yeah. of this. A lot of serialized shows do it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is one that, for me, irritated the absolute crap out of me. Yeah. it. It. I mean, I don't mean to keep harping on this, but it's just, just going back to the misplaced blame that she has spent more than 30 years at this point. It's probably closer to 40. Probably closer to forty years at this point because magic people don't age. Um, they've least. had they've had twenty eight years of not aging. So twenty eight years of not aging plus, plus another all 10? of Snow White's childhood. Yeah, so I would say plus another at least ten. And Snow White's adult life, which yeah. very clearly took place over a good stretch of time. Yeah. So yeah, easily forty years. Yeah. And, and, and just just so she didn't have to confront that the real cause of her problems was her trauma with her mother, who she didn't consider herself a match for, even though she goes on to learn magic and stuff. <laughs> you know, again, I lived as a as a gay man for a very long time. I joked about this before the show. Mm-hmm. I am I am a bi non binary person, but <laughs> yeah. there are some things that you can't unlearn mm-hmm. easily. And one of those things is to stand for women who desperately need therapy. (laughs) And I will say she needs a real therapist, not a man who used to be a grasshopper, who used to be a man who is magically ensorcelled to think he's a therapist. I mean, an actual certified therapist. Yeah. Ensorcelled. Good word. Thank you. Well, shall we uh, best dress this? Best dressed is for me regina in her riding outfit yes and next best dress and this is just because i have been a bride within the last year that wedding dress was gorgeous that wedding dress gorgeous oh my god that wedding dress that's the next best dress the next best dress is also regina (laughs) yes it's it's i it's so easy to give it to the wedding dress that's because the next best, but the riding gear is perfectly tailored, and I love that shade of blue on her, and I love the little the little tails on it. It's so beautiful. I am a sucker for a good wedding dress. Mm-hmm. It is like we watch t- we watch a lot of TV, and I lose it over over wedding dresses. That's why you helped like, me pick mine. Ah, uh, but that that little riding outfit is hella cute. It's so well tailored. The material looks good. Oh yeah, I like, love that looks- it was like. It was flesh tone that made it off white with like white and rhinestones over it. It was gorgeous. I loved it. It is a rare outfit that she wears that I will say, in the past at least, Mm -hmm. that I will say that is sharp and it looks comfortable. (laughs) Yeah. Her mayor outfits are all very chic. Yeah. Generally, it's very rare that she looks frumpy. Everything looks comfortable. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, that riding outfit. She she looks so at home in it. She looks so at home in it. Her so. boots, so good. Yes. Everything about that outfit, I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. Her mom being weirdly sexist. <laughs> she's she so like awful. a man. She's so awful. She's so awful. And she's written to be awful. We're supposed oh, to find yeah. her awful. Just like Regina in this season is written to be awful. Yes. And she does a good, the actress does such a good job of it that we forget that she's awful. So, uh, it it takes a lot of work to be awful when you are just that damn likable. I know she's so charming. Oh my goodness! Let, <laughs> that woman rolled a nat twenty on charisma at birth. Yes, I need to watch the new show she's in. Why women yes. kill? I need to see if I have access to that because I technically have cable. Oh, that is that is my plan for before we start season two. <laughs> You're gonna in binge. my downtime while we Cause, are recording because Jennifer Goodwin is in season one. <laughs> I cannot wait to watch it. So I'm looking forward to it. We should watch that together. Um, Fandom Fairy has been talking it up a bit on Twitter a mm-hmm. little bit, and I'm excited for it. Like I, I want to watch both seasons of it. I'm, I'm very. I need to make sure I can. I can get it because it's on Paramount Plus, and I don't know if my cable subscription gets me into Paramount Plus, but I guess I'm going to find out. So, how many suspicious suspicious? Ooh. I want to say it, so I'm going to make sure I get it in one take. Or I'm going to get a good take of it. How many suspicious shovel shards Ooh. would you give this episode? Hmm. Look, it got a big emotional reaction out of me. It got a big emotional reaction out of me. And I'm trying to figure out if that means it's a five or a four. For me, it's four suspicious shovel shards. It's so hard to say. It, Why am I doing I'm this gonna to go ahead, I'm going to go ahead and go, because my initial reaction is four. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with four suspicious shovel shards. It's very hard to say. Um, because <laughs> specifically, the motivation is so weak. Yeah. 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 We've built up for 18 episodes to this moment. And it's so weak. If she had, like, maybe, maybe if she had been, like, an older teen who should know much better that she's being manipulated, I could have understood this. But she is a literal, like, maybe 12 at the oldest child. Also, shout out to her riding outfit, which is very cute. Yeah, yeah. Snow's riding outfit. That (gasps) little pink. So cute. Yeah. Oh, everything about Snow. Baby Snow is just so cute. Precious would adopt. Yes. Like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anything else about your four rating? Four out of five? Um. I feel like had the strong parts of this episode not been so strong, the parts that were weak would have made this a three for me, even a two. Yeah. Because there's some stuff in the real world storyline that very much felt like we were just filling until we could get to this reveal that Catherine's alive and do what we've got to do next episode. Mm -hmm. And that was frustrating. Yeah. But the strong stuff was so strong that, my nitpicky ass didn't care. Yeah. Much. Yeah. <laughs> I say having recorded an hour and a half of yeah. <laughs> <the> audio. <laughs> no, I, I think I think uh when when we initially thought up this rant cast, this was one of the episodes we were thinking of. Absolutely. Yeah. Um this, Graham, and some things that happened in season two. Oh god. I am things really that happen in future forward. seasons. 
Yeah, that's I'm where actually, the rants come. I'm really looking forward to us getting to the um to the frozen season because I actually really enjoy yes! that season. No, I have such a love hate reaction. I have love hate reactions to that one because the frozen storyline is like so quirky and well written, and then everything else that goes on around it makes me <laughs> so <terrible>. mad. <laughs> It makes me so mad. I'm like, this this little diamond is in the middle of all this poop. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to it. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited. It's going to be a couple years, but we'll get there. I'm really excited. We're, we're about to start season two. We're, we're wrapping so up close. season one. How many episodes in the, are in this season? I think we've got four more after this. I'll have to double check. It's 22? It's a 22? Yeah. Okay. But oh. we are rounding out, and we have a big finale that's going to yeah. be exciting. We have some fun uh bonus episodes to Mm -hmm. kind of put in in the middle and then i am excited to start season two yes season one i will say like season one is written in a way yes i have things to rant about but i have more rants about later seasons and that that surprises people i'm sure because i've ranted quite a bit um but my my bigger rants come later in the season when the show forgets its original intent it's like august said sometimes you have to go back to the beginning to find your plot and this show branches off into so many different plots and forgets where it started and it loses some of its heart later. And that makes me sad. Now, I have a, a new segment segment to propose okay. here at the end of the episode. Before we wrap up, okay. um, why don't you come with me to the rec room? Okay, here I come. Because I have a recommendation for our, for, for our audience and for you. Ooh. Um, if you like this show and you like that mix of fantasy and a realistic setting, um, I binged in the evenings over the last like three days and this weekend, Shadow and Bone on Netflix. Oh. I've been hearing about it for a long time. I had not read the books. Um, I have read another book by the author, Lee Bardugo, um, that I really enjoyed last year. Um, Middle Witch, I think it's called, is the name of it. I really loved it. Can't remember the title of it. <laughs> or was it The Ninth House? I don't the know. The Ninth House. Hang on. Pausing to Google it. Middle Witch was good too. <laughs> it's the same author, Lee Bardugo, who wrote The Ninth House, which I really loved last year when I read it. It was probably one of my favorite books I read last year. Um, the show is set in a really unique fantasy setting. First off, any fantasy setting where people have guns, I'm happy. <laughs> I love having guns and magic. Yes. It's that super era dangerous. Of, we have like industrial era technology and magic. Yeah. Um, queer people just casually exist in this world. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not, unlike this show, it is not painfully white. <laughs> Good. Which is a very lovely thing to see yes delightful show highly recommend for for anyone who is enjoying this show who enjoys um once upon a time and they let boys kiss and they let girls kiss other girls and other boys which is nice damn it yes like ah and it's not a bunch of white people i know that those are like for a lot of people they're like who gives a shit but for me that's a big deal is to see actual representation in a show delightful awesome Thank, okay. you for the, thank you for the recommendation. Thank you. <sighs> and I think that's all I have. I think that's all we have. Uh, we are going to we are going to do our best. By do our best, I, I want you to hold Mads to this. Uh, make going to make a promise for Mads. We've got to <laughs> record the next four episodes 
once a week so that on our two-week schedule, we have a little bit of buffer time for when I shoot a baby out. Yes. <laughs> part of the reason why um, part of the reason why I want to do these bonus episodes is because we will take a brief break for Elaine to be a mother yeah. and a new mother. Yeah. And I don't want us to have a content drought. So I want us to be able to finish out this season and have a little bit for you all to tide mm-hmm. over until we get into season two. Yeah. And then you can get married. And then I can get married. Yeah. And uh, hopefully season two will be able to record in person again. Yay. What are you going to do when we don't have separate audio tracks? Cry. <laughs> no, actually, I have uh, I have some new ways for us to record. Beautiful. For season two, that'll allow us to record at a higher quality even than this season, which I think is pretty darn high quality. We're doing a great job for having never done this before. Patting ourselves on the back. Yeah. Between the two of us, we have a a, a broadcasting degree. Mm-hmm. It's Elaine's. It's mine. I'm not using it. <laughs> I've had, there have been a couple times where I'm like, I should probably edit this show and give Mads a break, but Mads has a way of doing things. <laughs> I, I I enjoy it. It is yeah. it is kind of um, kind of zen for me. Yeah. So I I, I but, enjoy editing. But at least you know that if you ever need to not edit the show, your your co-host knows how to do that. My co-host actually knows how to do that and is <laughs> fully capable and probably more capable than I am of doing it. Um, we both have perfectionism though, so it take just as long. We have our eras, uh, areas of what we do for the show behind the scenes. So yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Division of responsibility. One of these days I'll make that Excel document with what we've rated every episode. <laughs> I need to update our writers list before the end of the season. Yes. Until then, my job is to write the summaries. <laughs> and your job is to keep listening, keep enjoying the show. And if you enjoy the show, we can't do this without you. So please sure. share it with your friends. Um, share our, or follow us on Twitter any questions, any comments you have, please feel free to at us at StoryBrokePod on Twitter. And uh, until next time, this has been StoryBroke. Miserably ever after. Say it with me. Say it with me. Let's see if we can do this. Um, sh- <laughs> oh, uh, suspicious, suspicious shovel shards. Suspicious shovel shards. Suspicious shovel shards. Suspicious shovel shards. I did it. You did it. I keep saying shushbishish. <laughs>